People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And today we are here with meme enthusiast, comment expert, host of Current Mood, of course, legendary recording artist, and one of the smartest, most multifaceted people I know, John Mayer. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I do know that you guys speak in very placid tones, and my fear coming into this was that I wouldn't catch that vibe, and I would be super loud, nah, 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 and you guys would be really mellow. So I'm going to try to modulate my speech so it matches you guys a little bit. That's interesting. I feel like you're typically kind of mellow in the way you speak. You don't think so? I get a little hyper. That's okay. We all do. Yeah, I do. We'll play by ear. You're a lot calmer than I am. I am, yeah. So I thought to myself on the way here, maybe just read the room. Now I find myself doing what you guys are doing. It's the the calm, sexual Emma voice. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I guess. It's easy to emulate sometimes, I feel like. Thank you. So I feel like this may feel a little bit out of the blue to some of our listeners, especially because we didn't really tease it. So, right? We didn't really at all. I mean, it was random. I got a text one day. It's like, John's coming on the podcast. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like we should give a little bit of context Great. as to how this all came to be. Well, was I an early adopter of Comments by Celeb? Would you call me an early adopter? Um, I guess, er- yeah. I came on, what, you guys had a couple thousand, a couple hundred thousand yeah. followers? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been, an, I've been commenting on people's, you know, Instagram posts for years, I guess at some point they changed the algorithm so that the biggest accounts were read first. Right. You guys got on that. You guys saw an opening and you took it, which is incredible. And then I, you might have to remind me how we connected after that. Well, you guys just started picking up what I was writing. Yeah. I've tried to ignore you in the sense that I don't like writing comments just to get your attention. I don't think I ever have. I hope that I haven't. No. And then you and I would just start DMing on stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe I, I don't know, did I write one and then write you and be like, don't post this one? 
Like, there, don't host this one. This one is weird and strange, and I don't want other people seeing. Yeah, you were like, I clapped back. It didn't go as planned. Can we just not? I was like, obviously. I forgot which one it was, but do, I do remember being really um, in a kind of a flat spin after posting it and going, ooh, that didn't land. That didn't land. Yeah. And waiting for it to go away. I mean, everybody understands the sensation of having posted something that they don't love, knowing that it's not World War Three, but waiting for time to wash it out. Right. right. Do you know what I mean? I yes. know exactly you, what you that's mean. That's why I got off Twitter. I just couldn't take that washout time where you're like, okay, it's really uncomfortable. Don't worry. It's probably not going to get picked up. Yeah. But let's post some other stuff and just let it go. Right, right. I think they have a button for that. What's that? Delete? Delete. <laughs> but then, as you know, if you delete, that is sort of um, tapping out. You're sort yeah. of admitting yeah. there's a Streisand effect to that where if you delete – then people get even more curious about what you deleted. So the more you kind of push forward as if it's not a big deal, you can sort of suggest to other people it's not. But I do think I deleted what I wrote. I remember this because my question was, if you write a comment and Mm -hmm. 100 people take issue with that underneath your comment as replies to that, and you delete your comment, do you delete the replies as well? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Yes, thank God. Yes, thank God. And the other thing that happened was there was a very, do you remember this? There was a very funny clapback against some guy that, I don't know, he said something rude and he posted all cabbage. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you post pictures of lettuce. Right. And I wanted to do the second slide as just a picture of his feed. Right. And I was like, we were about to post it. I was like, Julie, I feel like we should run this by him first. And you were like, there's no need. Yeah. So I have a take on it like, well, I have a whole big philosophy on it. But if somebody, if you clap back at somebody, you're kind of using their comment to get cheap glory. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And he's just a guy. You don't have to have seen it. Yeah. You can ignore it. But you go, oh, there's something in here that's going to give me some fuel to come up with a really funny clap back. That's where it should end. You shouldn't have the guy have to go private. Because someone's allowed to write, you're a douchebag. Yeah. I think that doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. But- if I go and find out that the guy only p- posts pictures of lettuce, then I get to go like, you post pictures of lettuce, and that should be the end of it. Right. And sometimes I think artists have to be responsible for the fervor of their fans. Because some of my fans, and I don't have it to some de- to the degree other artists do, but it's your fans would be like, would you like me to break both their legs? Right, and you're right. like, no, I don't. They just said they weren't a fan. You don't have to. Break both their legs. Oh. One, do you know one I mean? will do just fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there is that thing where I don't, I don't like when my fans rip someone else down. It's like I was fine. Don't yeah, it, it would take a lot to knock me out. No, it would take I know. Lot. Yes, yeah. There was what, what's the one that you you call, somebody commented something like called you a douchebag or something. You're like, I swear to God, Ryan or something was, like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, Halsey and I were talking about this, and <laughs> I have to give credit to Halsey on this. I think, I, I because I mean, I know I should if she, this. I think she came up with this. Where if you reference the guy's name, it's so directly personal and it's so um, visceral to that person. First of all, this is what we talk about all the time because what makes for the best clapback is when we know that the celebrity went to that person's page just to like get a feel, Uh see what's going on, and then they can hit them back with something very harmless, but that relates to something in their own life. And it it adds a whole other layer. It's great. But also, yeah, I mean— Everybody knows that's a thing now. I'm almost getting the sense that people are kind of being like roast me with that. They're kind of hoping they yeah, right, they yeah. get a clap back. And I think for me personally, and I think going forward, I'm going to have to be very gentle about expressing what I do and not having it be this binary of like, well, you shouldn't do what someone else is doing. But 
I find clapbacks, as a general rule, to be a little bit lazy. I think it's all, you're already a superstar. Like you're a superstar. Yeah. This person with 400 followers wrote you were a douchebag. If you don't have the skin to carry on, like when you guys also know that people, there's a, there's a kind of a clapback that I think some of your readers and your viewers find cathartic and triumphant, and I don't. Right. I think someone's allowed to, like, come on. Interesting. No, it's an interesting take. Don't like- you think people clap back going, oh, the girls are going to love this. Emma and Julie are going to love this when I say, I think I look beautiful at this weight. I go, eh. You know, it's when people ask us that, we feel too narcissistic to ever say that someone was doing it for us. But like, maybe, yes, in the back of their head. It's a little performative. It's maybe, right. okay, the, a little the, performative. The, the performative clapback. For someone to appreciate. Yeah. Let it be us or. God bless. Not for me. I don't do the performative no, clapback. No, y- you don't at all. No, there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of thought. No laziness put into your commentary. I don't know. If you're posting a bikini pic on a Wednesday in January. Yeah, I hear you. You might be waiting for someone to write something negative so that you can pounce with maybe some pre-organized clapbacks knowing mm-hmm. that you'll get the win. Right. But those, mm-hmm. yeah. The, yes, yes. Comparatively speaking to these random meme pages that never in their wildest dreams that they expect John Mayer is going to comment on the next thing they know. It's- also, don't bother them. Let them talk some shit. They don't think that you can see it most of the time. Yeah, I think that's very true. I have this new thing as I get older where you might think people are bothering me if I walk into a bar. I think I'm bothering them by walking into the bar. That's interesting. When did that change for you? Uh, when I stopped drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I kind of want to give um, context as to how this, like you sitting right here, came to be. In the sense that, basically, you and I were having a conversation a couple of weeks ago. It got kind of philosophical. It was a great DM conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was great. It got into culture. It was like a Y92 thing. Yeah. And you were like, this is right, our that's podcast. What call it. Yeah. Like yeah. Street one. Yeah, you got it. Very hip with the. Thank you. With yeah, the very that's what it was like. Yeah, you were like, this is our podcast going to waste. So we basically halted that conversation so that we yeah. could have it here. That's yeah. essentially kind of what we did, right? What you, yeah, and what you don't know is that I've been thinking about doing this for months. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I know that this is about, this. Is, there's a certain kind of People Magazine aspect to this. But I think underneath that, what you guys are doing is so smart and shrewd and bleeding edge that it, there's something really cool about it at the same time. Thank you. you know? Thank you. Um, so it's fluffy on the top, right? Like the, the subject matter. It's sort of like pop culture. Mm-hmm. makes you know. But underneath it, I think what you're doing is very sharp, and that's the part that I'm attracted to. Thank you. Well, Thank we appreciate you. Yes. That. And we also, listen, I know that you don't typically do this type of stuff. It's like your second podcast ever, right? No, the, uh, maybe I've done like four now. Ever. I did another one uh, about a week ago because I realized that years were going by and I wasn't telling anyone anything I thought. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, I, I want like, I need some long form discussion in mm-hmm. my life. There really isn't anymore. Like, you're not allowed to post that much under your picture on Instagram. There's no more Tumblr. Right. And I think people who do post more than four paragraphs on Instagram, I think no matter who you are, it reads like, oh, what are you lecturing me about? Right. You right. know? So years are going by. And I think in a very wise attempt to not get in trouble, to not speak on a Monday and have a horrible Friday, mm-hmm. you don't say anything. Right. Because a smart person would look at the rules of the day and go, it's probably best to not say anything. Mm-hmm. But then years go by and there's no document 
of like how you feel about the world. Mm-hmm. Like it is still cool to say something interesting and have it be quoted and have someone go, that's odd. That's, yeah. a, that's a new way of looking at things. I'm tired of reading people's homogenized thoughts where the first three words of their sentence gives away what they think. I go, okay, just put it in the pile with that thought. Mm-hmm. I'm a little different. I'm a little weird. I think there's, I just don't want life to go by where I bit my lip the whole time. No, for you know sure. What I, mean? I know yeah, exactly what you mean. I mean, I think that in general, kind of social media has allowed people and celebrities to express themselves in a totally different way. And I think that you specifically really take advantage of some of the tools. Yeah, I like to look at the way people are doing a thing and then go, well, what what value is there to me doing the same thing? There's none. So what can I do? What can I make out of these little radio parts that maybe no one's made? What 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 kind of electronic device can I make from these little pieces that are laying around? And right. I always look at things like it's possible to make something bigger and better out yeah. of just the same ingredients. Uh-huh. You know? Right. Yeah. Like you guys did. You guys Thank you. How you, I mean, you you went to Instagram.com and you you signed up for comments by celebs. And at some point you went, let's put this to our first post. Yeah. So you guys are just as much a part of that of looking, going, okay, how would people think? What's the sort of biorhythm here and how people consume things or talk mm-hmm. about things and how can we be a part of that? Yeah, right. I look at it and go, how can I be, how can I take it and turn it, not inside out, which I used to do, and then people are like, dude, come on. Yeah. But how can I twist it just a little bit? Not so that it's phony, but that it actually kind of a little more for me. Right? For sure. Like, I don't do cliche. I always look, if I'm about to comment on something, I like, I always look through the comments and go, did someone hit this first? Yeah, but what do you think it is about your comments that work? Or like, what do you think it is that, you know, Julie and I have a really interesting angle because we have become people's place to give unsolicited opinions on celebrities. And the number one, and I'm not saying this because you're sitting here, I swear, like Julie can attest to what we say in interviews all the time. The number one piece of feedback we get is like, wow, I have this whole new appreciation for John Mayer. Constantly. It's like a daily thing. You guys are getting uh, texts. No, it's, it's not us. It's it's just it's the construction happening. Yeah, oh, really? Construction. You can't hear it on the recording. Oh, Don't worry. Okay, sorry. Cut that you out. You thought sorry. that it was yourself? I took my yeah, phone yeah, off yeah, the yeah, table and put it on the ground. It's not you. Don't worry. No, don't worry. Um, and then, you know, you do the pickup. Um, I don't know. But, and I have not thought about this. So if I were to investigate it for the first time ever, maybe the fact that it's me and people already have thoughts about me I think when my name shows up, maybe there's like the, what did he have to say? Like, yeah. oh, he's here? Mm-hmm. And then I'm always, I don't want to write something that everybody thought of. Right. So you, definitely my, my, you definitely don't, yeah. In my brain, I already go through the first six things that are obvious. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even start until like the ninth family feud answer. Right. Yes. So That's a really good, yeah. Right? Like I don't, I, I look at it and I break it down really fast. I go, okay, obviously there's this picture and everyone's eye is going to this. Right. So I'm not going to go there. Yeah. And then the secondary thing, everyone's going to look at that. I'm not going to go there. Okay. What's the way that only I see this? And yeah. I don't work that hard on it, but I go, how does this sort of, um, how does this catch my eye? And then if it makes me laugh, I, I go, oh, that's, that's a cool thing. Yeah. That's a funny way to look at it. Yeah. And then I don't, you know, I just think for me, comments are based on mischief. Hmm, I think there's a little mischief. I think the original celeb comment thing was, I'm going to 
slightly give this person a hard time, right? Yeah, well, let's, can we go back to a pre-Comments by Slubs era for a second? I, if I, I can I remember, remember one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. No, like really, what was what was the purpose of doing it? Do you think the purpose has changed or you think it's the same, for you at least? Because I know for some people it for sure has. Well, there's an arc to, to everything online. Something starts as subversive, it has its power from that. More people get into that as sort of an underground thing. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes sort of an official means of communicating. Yeah. So early on, I just remember looking at people's posts and looking at, like the way that people bother you on your Instagram live, you know, people are trying to derail you. Yeah. Right. There's a natural human instinct to get your attention. Yeah. Because I think in the moment you're posting something, it's a little performative. It's a little bit like, I'm speaking to the world. And you're like, I know you, dude. I know you. Yeah. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to flick a little straw wrapper at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just bounce right. it off your face and go like, I know you're just a dude posting from your phone right yeah. now. And I don't think there's anything more um, condescending than that. It's not like, it's not, I, you know, it's not evil. But it's, no, of course. But yeah. you do like to have a little mischief. And I think a good comment makes you worry a little bit. I think oh. a good comment makes you go, you should be making that face of like, hee, 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 hee. Yeah. That's what I think. Although lately I've, I go, well, I don't want to deal with this in two hours. Yeah, no. I would say for the most part, at least as of late, they are incredibly uh, innocent and just really hilarious. I think as, as we all get older, we try to figure out how to be funny and ultimately benign. Yes. What's the funny, benign way? Because I don't have the heart anymore for having a coffee at 10 a.m., and going, this is funny, posting it, and then two hours later, I'm a different person yeah. than right. two hours. So I've, as I get older, I realize, is this how I really feel all day? Or is this just this little spark of caffeine and mischief and kind of me being a little obnoxious? And if that's the case, I won't post it. But very often, I will write it in, and I'll screenshot it, and then I'll send it to the person and write rejected comment. Who is someone you did that to recently? Um... I have to think of who. Wow, oh, maybe right Sean Mendez. Maybe Sean Mendez. Oh, that's a good one. Because I know that he can, he's a, I don't know how do you say this. He can take a little more than maybe mm. other people think he can take. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I'll send him a couple of ones. I go, just to let you know, this is the thought that came to mind. Right. But I don't want to go down with this shit. But, right. But here's what my mind told me to say. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Isn't that nice to go, here's, this was rejected. My yeah. mind told me to say this. And I want you to see it because it really only matters that you see it. Right. right. But societally, yeah. I'm not willing to deal with it, but I still want you to know. Something I think that we can all kind of universally agree on is the importance of sleep. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, this sheet quality is so important in making sure that I get a good night's sleep. And this company, Bolin Branch, has unbelievable sheets. They're so soft. They're so cozy. They're the type that like you don't want to get out of bed in the morning because you just are so happy that they're on your body. And right now, for a limited time, you can get their luxury flannel bedding. Basically, those are designed to keep cool sleepers warm and then people that get kind of warmer at night, cold. Um, They're breathable. They're really, really great, especially for this weather. Shipping is always free, and you can try them out for 30 nights risk-free. And right now, you get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com with promo code CELEBS. Again, you can get $50 off at bowlandbranch.com promo code CELEBS. It's the perfect time of year. We all need some warm, cozy sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com code CELEBS. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because... 
realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's thrivecosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Uh, okay, this is what I'll do. So the one, the one comment I think is hilarious that I think is so flammable is stick to music. I think it's so funny to post under when someone's like, guys, I've partnered with this charity. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. Gonna da, da, da. Even if it's not political. Yeah. Stick to music is the funniest post to me, yeah. and I can't do it. Right. But a really right. good stick to music is so laugh out loud funny to me. But then you would have all these other people who don't interpret it that way, who are like, first of all, I thought you were his friend. And I think he's doing a really good, th- and then I don't have the heart for that. I know. Right. It's I'm a little a, more than an athlete thing. Yes. Like, it's, it came through and it derailed your whole. Yeah. I'm not a prankster. Thanks, LeBron. Like. Yeah. I'm not a prankster. I can't watch you look around for your car keys when I know I have them. Yeah. Like, I don't get a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I won't get, in, I don't get a kick out of just, like, agitating people. Although I kind of do. Oh, you a little yeah, bit do. But bit. I don't have I don't no. have the heart to do it all that much. But I think stick to music is the fu- is single funniest. I think you could do it a hundred times and it's always funny. Yeah. What I think it? it's always funny. No, I I, uh, I agree. I agree. That's how I feel about celebrities commenting on memes of themselves, which you do a lot. It doesn't get old. Oh. Which, by the way, there's one. I don't know. <laughs> have you waited your whole life to ask I'm waiting my whole uh-huh. life to ask this because there's, uh-huh. you are by far like the best meme commenter, not only because you do it, but because you follow the good meme accounts and not just like the, Wait, like he, the, he, the, he the stereotypical. In the you're in the grape juice boys. You're in the trash can. You're in yes. all of those. So 
there's one meme that I have always wanted you to comment on, and you never have, and I have a feeling you never will. Well, now he definitely will. <laughs> no, now he, he definitely will. But it's the it's the meme that's, um, I have to pull it off because it's so good. Is it a Hold tweet? It, it's, yeah, it's a tweet. You know exactly watching, what it is. About yeah, watching yeah. something with yes. your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have it? Can I, can I, can I read it? Yeah, it's yeah. about fellatio. Yeah, my, yes. my girlfriend told me she would suck John Mayer's dick in front of her own dad because she loves him so much. I said the girl on a Netflix show we were watching was cute. She got mad at me and told me to watch it by myself. Yeah. I have always, always, this is what we do. Well, we it's like, not about me. The, t- the, t- it's the tweet is totally a it's little a, bit about you. It's 100% not about me. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'll tell you why it's not about me. Tell me. It, it, it's, and I'm maybe, I don't know, I don't think I'm flattered, but it's, it's, <laughs> You have to, okay, for that joke to work, you have to pick someone that you believe embodies a kind of thing that women like. It's it's a guy's estimation of what a girlfriend would like. Right. So you have to pick an extreme kind of, uh, the, the extreme end of what your girlfriend would say she would do to a guy, like a hall pass. Right. But it could have been Ryan Gosling and it could have been someone else. So I'm not really... The girlfriend, it's the, the tweet's about the girlfriend. I, I'm i not really a part of the tweet that I'm used as a device to make the joke work. So I don't really have anything to add about it. And also, anything that I would write to that would would be kind of TSA pre-checked as dirty. Yeah. Right. And so if you don't leave me any room, yeah, then I don't want to write about it. Like, I don't want to respond to it. Like, you're not leaving me any oxygen to work with. Right. Because you can go dirty totally. if you want to. You just don't want to be told to. Anything I write, yeah. Any, well, I don't even like going dirty. I mean, I don't yeah, yeah. love it. I yeah. don't love it as I get old. I don't yeah. love it. I, because we live in a world right now where the particle, the word particles don't evaporate. Yeah. We used to live in a world where you could say a thing and you would, you would watch it sort of poof, go away. So you have to remember that any words you put out freeze and they hold there. And you have to go, am I going to love this tomorrow? Yeah. You know? And no. That's the experience part coming into play now as I get older where I have less and less agita from posting things. Because I go, run it through your mind. Filter it through Monday through Sunday. Can you can you get away with it? And if the answer is yes, you have to post it. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think with you also more than probably anybody else, there's there's hardly ever negative feedback. I mean, I'm sure that you see it more than we do because we post it, and the people who comment on mm-hmm. our post of you are have become such fans of you um, because of recognizing your humor on the account. So when we post you, it's it's 99 percent excitement. Yeah, it is. I don't know what point. your reply on the actual no, post it's pretty would good. be, but I've never I, we've never posted something and then been like. That John Mayer comment was kind of do like everyone. It's kind of universally a thing now. Yeah. Well, thank. Well, I guess I, th- I would say thank you, and uh, that means that the filters in my brain are working well. I I joke as much. I joke as far out as I can handle. Yeah, that's a. I don't. I I don't have the heart for it. I know some people do. I wish I did. I wish I could write something and go deal with it. I can't. It's not me. No, it's it never not. was oh, yeah. me. So, I want to get a little giggle. Sometimes I'll write the person that I, it hasn't been a, it's been a while since I've done this, but I'll write the person I was commenting under and be like, hey, right. sorry if I gave you a hard time. Or like, yeah. sorry if you have to deal with this now. Like Halsey, for instance. Like, yeah. What makes Halsey laugh does not make her fans laugh. Yeah. Oh, right. So, oh, we're going to go through some of those. Yeah. So that's difficult. But then 
with Halsey, I know she's laughing out loud, but there have been a couple times in the last year I'll write and be like, did I make your life hard? And she'll write back and go like, absolutely not, that's hilarious. And I'll go, whew. And then I have to ask myself, is there a part of me that likes to make the jump, like the jump over the Grand Canyon? Yeah. And do I love escaping certain death only to want to rack it back up again and try another jump? Do you have Ooh. this in you? Um, not really that much, but I think you definitely do. I have do. a little daredevil in me, and yeah. I hate it. Really? I hate it. You don't I think that it's him. part of your success? Maybe. But look, I mean, at this point, it's working, right? Like, whatever the combination of things are, it's working. And that's why, like, I've sort of, like, I don't want to do any more drugs. I yeah. never did drugs in my life, yeah. really. But, like, I don't want to do anything else. Like, my brain's perfect. I like it where it is. Yeah. I don't want to move leave, it around. Leave it as it is. Leave yeah. it as it is. People yeah. are like, hey, man, you want to try LSD? I go... You don't understand how parallel my my brain is like a Jenga stack and it's perfect, but if you pull one more piece out, it's going to come tumbling. Yeah. So I'm not touching my brain ever again. <laughs> no, I like I, it where it is. It's groovy. So whatever assemblage of anxiety, intelligence, fear, issues, it all kind of is working for me right now. Yeah, and I would say probably also a layer of consciousness that's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and watching I like I like being a spectator for the world, like the attitudes of the world. You, you know lo- what I mean? Yes, I, I love do. Love watching attitudes. I know you do. That's what, something that I think is so fascinating about you. And we like, you know, Julie and I look at this stuff. I think from an analytical and at times almost a forensic lens. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, technically, you're the one like quote being analyzed. Yet at the same time, I think you love analyzing. Yeah, I don't see myself as the star. I know. I know you don't. I don't identify as the star. So I identify as me looking at the world and then being able to write a song about it or talk about it. But I don't, I'm not in the center of my own picture. No, I know that. But I don't think everybody knows that yeah. until you know you. Yeah, that's right. Totally. I, you know? I, I, think it take, I think it took 15 years for people to figure me out. For, I, I would There's agree. a weird read. It's a weird read with me. Also, I want to say I've kind of always been this weird and culture kind of came around. I lucked out. Where we, the, my particular kind of weirdness is shared by more people than ever before in my life. Well, you had meme humor before. Meme I had humor meme was humor a thing. Yeah, a lot, I remember growing up, people go, like, Where'd you find this guy? And I was trying to be as different as I think memes are trying to be, you know? Right. Yeah. Memes are for people who uh, are a little outcast. Yeah. You know, they're uh-huh. a little, at least making memes are. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. They're a little outcast. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I think there's a lot of validity to that. I think also a huge part of, people's appreciation of your comments is the fact that they didn't know your humor. And I think that you, it's not, I think like people appreciate your commentary and I think people appreciate the thought process and the fact that you're not saying the most obvious thing. But I think more than anything else, people look at it and they're like, I had no idea this guy was so well, funny. I, the, thank you. I think there's a little bit of, oh, I didn't know that I could get a beer with this guy. Yeah. Totally. Which makes me go like, what was I doing? I mean, the things people say to me in terms of why they're surprised that I'm a certain way Make me go. What did you think I was? Yeah. Thank you for. They'd be like, thank you for being nice to me. Go. What do you What do you think I was gonna do? Well, I don't know. I thought you were gonna like be an asshole. Yeah. Go. So people are ready for me to be an asshole. So then I realized when I meet people, I have to do like a half an hour's work to get them to not. Know. I always say like it takes thirty minutes to get you to not know anything about me. So interesting. So it, takes, interesting. it takes me thirty minutes to get you to zero uh-huh. from negative ten. Yeah. And so maybe the Instagram thing is this real-time ticker on, oh, that's a thing that my friend would say. 
Like he right. obviously has to understand himself and the world to be able to look at something that way. So he's not full of himself. He doesn't have his head up his ass because he's looking at this thing in a certain way that's that only a class clown could look at. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I'm so happy you're here because I feel like it's ability it's an ability for you to express yourself in a way that I so badly want you to like just for people to see that side I guess yeah it's weird I th- thank you I I just think I've always had a really strange curious brain it's a it's it's a little all over the place um but it's made an interesting mosaic over the years oh, now. For sure. I think that's given me depth maybe if I, and this is, I have to get out of my own engine room on explaining why I might be me but I think a couple of scars tattoo here, a thing you remember from that. That was funny. That was strange. But yet he still keeps sticking with me and he keeps putting records out. And the stuff he's put out kind of reminds me of my life growing up. And I look back and I realize that he actually, with a couple of rare exceptions, hasn't obviously tried to make my, like, he hasn't tried to annoy me. Yeah. Right. Uh You know? Yes. Like, when I got too annoying, I stopped. I went, oh, I didn't know I was that annoying. And I think if I really was a certain way that people thought I was, I would have acted up again. Yeah. Like, it would have been compulsive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't successfully stifle a part of you for 10 years if it's there. Yeah. You just go, oh, the way I was the way I was going about communicating my thoughts was, was this way and that way and that way. Got it. I mean, we really are just taking shots in the dark at ourselves growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking shot in the dark. Yep. And then other people judge your shots in the dark like they're gospel. Yeah. Your Body is a Wonderland was written in an apartment, $600 a month apartment. It's a shot in the dark. You're not writing it going, this is going to, what do I, what do I want my first hit to sound like? Yeah. Right. It's a shot in the dark. And it's a shot in the dark when you go out to LA and people start going, hey, they, you know, so-and-so wants to meet you, and you go, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, why did you say yeah? Well, because I know them. Okay, but did you ever ask yourself whether that, nope, I know them. Yeah. And so it's a shot in the dark to go meet him at a Johnny Rockets, and it's all a shot in the dark until you have enough information accumulated to figure out how to go forward. And that happens, I don't know, 30, before you ever realize the rules of the game. Uh-huh. And then you realize you're down five, right. and you're in the middle of the game. And you go, oh, I got to get out. I got to win. Now yeah. I know how the game works. I'm down, and we're in the middle of the game. Yeah. I you know see what that. I mean? I yeah. know it. That's I, why I watch other people now from the comfort of my own home, and I go, all right, let's see how you do. Yeah. <laughs> and there are other people, you see people talk themselves into a hole. Oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. And then you see them get on a camera and go, I don't care, but their eyes are so sad. Yeah. Their eyes are like, oh, you want to apologize so bad. I don't apologize. Yeah, yeah. No, you're a spectator in a lot of ways, which I think is one of the most interesting things about you. I love people. I think people are, no matter who they are, are the funniest things in the world. Yeah. Even when people do things that annoy other people. I don't, I, I have a weird psycho killer thing where I don't personalize other people's personalities or behavior. Mm-hmm. I don't personalize it. The craziest person in the world could walk in and it doesn't annoy me. That's a pretty profound ability. Where do you think that comes from? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think I was around it growing up. Let's just say that. And I had to go, okay, inside here, this is is the reality. Mm -hmm. Other people's personalities trying to project distorted realities on you, that's not the truth. Yeah. So I don't – 
My brothers going back and forth growing up would like make each other, like piss each other off with looks. Mom, he's looking. And I never got annoyed at that stuff. That's a huge thing to have in your back pocket. I think people are hilarious. You know, you get people are hilarious when they're needy. Yeah. I think yeah. greedy human beings are the funniest people in the world. Yeah. So every tour, I don't even, I'm not even complaining about this. Like, I'll get tons of emails and like the first, or texts really, and the first sentence of every thing, every ticket request is, is there any chance? Yeah. And I think, is there any chance is the funniest way to ask for tickets. You're asking the artist if there's any chance. Yeah. Like, do you I don't think, know. Like, I'll see what I can do, but it's not looking good. Do you think there's a chance? Because if you think about it, they're offloading the responsibility of like, I'm not asking you for tickets. Yeah. I'm asking you what you think the chances are in me getting some tickets, but I'm not asking. It's so funny you say that because when we went to see you at MSG and after, like, you know, we hung out, whatever, and then I, and I, I said to you the next day, like, thank you, whatever. And you were like, thank you for buying your own tickets. And I was like, what the fuck? As opposed to what? Like, I didn't even register to me that that was a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any chance. And by the way, like the answer is like for a lot of people, of course. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. But, you know, I just think people, I've, I've always seen people in their most lizard brained, right? So again, I bother somebody. They're just having dinner. They see me. It's goodbye to them until an hour after they meet me. They yeah. are gone. They're, they are replaced by a reptilian mind. Right. That goes, there's this guy I want to meet. How do I do it? And from that point on, nothing that they do is authentic. Yeah. Right. I find it hilarious. And I, sh- I don't know why. I think they're so funny. And I, and I think it's loving. Like, people will come up to me at a restaurant and go, I don't want a picture. I don't want an autograph. I just want to tell you you're the man. I go, thank you. That was awesome. And then they'll leave, and my friend will go, how cool is he? And I'll go, he's not done. <laughs> He'll come back. Because that, that went too well. He'll right. have to come back until he gets a no. And 99% of the time, they come back. Okay, can I get a picture? And I laugh out loud. Yes, yes you can. But I laugh out loud. I just think the politics of humanity are inherently... Hilarious. I would totally agree with that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes, of, of course. course. I know exactly what you We're mean. We're all just kids doing the That's marshmallow a- test. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's all the marshmallow test. Yeah. Well, I just think it's hilarious. It is. So if you're a homeowner, you most likely know how tough it can be to find the right home insurance coverage. And basically, Policy Genius, the insurance experts there, they don't believe that getting the best home insurance should be so complicated. So they kind of reimagined the entire process. So basically the way that it works is you start out by answering a few quick questions so that their team can get to know you, get to know your property, see what you may or may not need. Then their team kind of helps you to compare your policy against more than 10 insurance companies. And they try to basically make sure that you are getting the best home insurance coverage at the best possible price. So let's say they see that there is a better possible rate out there. They do all the heavy lifting to make sure that you can get that. And let's say they find out that you're already paying your best rate. Their team will then reshop your policy for you every year to make sure that it totally stays that way. So whether you need home insurance for a new place or just want to reshop your current policy, head to policygenius.com today. You can get started at your smartphone right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy home insurance. I want to ask you about current mood. Yes. And I first want you to explain, I know most people listening know what it is, but for those that don't, and then I have a million questions okay, for you. Okay, so Instagram <laughs> Live comes out. And this update is basically giving everybody a television show. That's my first thought. 
oh, this is a space race. And then I found out it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> that nobody was using it like I thought it would be. They gave us the technology to go to the moon, and we just used it to go to the grocery store. Right. And I went, wait a minute, they're giving everybody a network. And so I, I would mess around with it. Okay, maybe it's guitar lessons. Maybe it's just conversations. And then I saw other people just really getting in trouble with it, you know. You just, I'd be like, dude, they just basically gave you rope to hang yourself with. Yeah. You know? And I went, okay, I don't want to just get on and talk ad nauseum. And then I saw the Mr. Rogers documentary. And I was so moved by it. I went, I wonder if there's anything I could ever do like that for mm -hmm. adults. Like, to be touched that way as you get older still. To be, to be made to feel comfortable in an uncomfortable world. And, and then I just had this idea to go to the art store. And buy a poster board and do basically uh, the what I called the original Iron Man suit. Remember Iron Man's first yes. suit? Right. I went, let's just start with a dumb Iron Man suit. And I was like, I I want this show. If I could have, I would have made the entire show like a human cat scratch post. Because I do that's think hilarious. there's room for a show that's all plush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That is like really funny. an entire plush show to just put you to bed with softness. Yeah. And I thought, well, I, I can go to Amazon.com and order stuffed animals <laughs> and hot glue gum them, glue gum them onto this wall, and I could use rope lights. So it's my desperate attempt to get you to go to bed with a smile. It's like I'll do whatever I can. I got some rope lights, and I and I'm gonna try to have a show. I'm gonna get some cardboard boxes. And blue cards, because blue cards makes a show. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Andy Connor. Yeah. And I did the first one by myself. I think the second one was Charlie Puth. And from there, I went, I got high as a kite hitting the end live button at the end of the broadcast and standing up and going, that was the greatest thing ever. And it's really just sitting down in front of these three little pieces of poster board like a science fair. And much like you guys going like, well, let's register a thing called Comments by Celebs. I went, let's just start calling this a show. And then I thought, isn't Current Mood kind of the lowest hanging fruit name for a show? It, it is for sure. Exactly. And it's so low hanging that no one looked that low. Right. That's the best low hanging stuff. The best low hanging stuff hangs so low, people's eyeline isn't even that low. And it is so fitting that it's done on a Sunday. It's done on a Sunday. So then it plays into... The idea that everyone on Sunday night is trashed. And there's this cycle of get stressed out through the week and overcorrect Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And need Sunday to correct that. Mm -hmm. Like, the secret to life is probably somewhere in not going so absolutely crazy Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And that's what you figure out when you get older. But <laughs> people are so distraught by the week that they destroy themselves on Friday and Saturday. And then they're a different kind of distraught on Sunday, and they're desperately alone. Yes. And so I went, well, who? when are you any more childlike than on a Sunday night? And I went, right. I'm going to be childlike. So before I do Current Mood, I go, positivity, not here to cut someone down. We're not here to do sarcastic humor. We're here to be everybody's companion. Every, I remember being in college on Sunday nights, and everybody starts to migrate to one person's room. And they don't know yeah. why. They just don't want to be alone, mm -hmm. especially after daylight savings time ends. I forget it. Last night I should have done a current mood. I just couldn't, but it's coming back. Yes. November 17th. Oh, wow. Two weeks from now, the recording date. And um, I, I, I had this change of heart about it. I think when I started doing it, maybe by the third episode, I went, oh, this is going to go somewhere. This is going to get picked up. So I was kind of doing it every week 
in hopes it would get picked up. But the world is not made right now for picking up things like I have, right? Like, they're still fighting over what their networks are going to look like and be like and have. And then I was like, oh, screw this. But then in the time between doing it and now, I went, no, I'm just going to do it because I love doing it. I think it's important. I think it's good for people. No more doing it to try to get a show. This is the show. This is the thing. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm going to do it again. And it's kind of a nightmare. Well, you know this. Like, your podcast subsists on the guest. Right. It's a real nightmare getting guests. Is it not? You know, we actually have been incredibly lucky but I think that's a rarity. Yes. I have to ask people that I know if they'll if they'll come on my show and also tell them you can't hurt my feelings because you probably won't. Right. You know? Yes. But also, I mean, there are so many things. Because one, I think that it showcases your very kind of eclectic group of friends. Yeah. 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 You have, have Dave a, Chappelle, you have Maggie Rogers, you have right? Kaz, you have Andy. Like, it's, it's— Isn't it cool? I have a—I have an, I always said I want the world's greatest wake at my funeral. I just oh. want the craziest crew of people at my funeral. Well, like, you're, you're in the right yeah, direction. Definitely. Like, like who, how did you? Like, That's yeah, how no, I always feel when I see you, when I see people on current mood or when I see you comment. I'm like, how do they, because there's so many celebrity friend groups and they let you know they're a friend group. It's like they, you need to know how many people are in this friend group. And Very interesting. I just see you and it's like, <laughs> how did you even, where did you meet? Well, because like, I'm you a have? bad, I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm a bad conventional celebrity. You don't I'm say. bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> but right. in the best way. In the best it's way. way. Well, now I've realized that I fell off the hayride that I thought I wanted to be on and then like log rolled into a ditch where there's really cool people in there. Yeah. Like, oh, this is actually, I found a tunnel to a forest party. And at first I was like, oh, I really wanted to keep riding on the behave yourself, don't rock the boat celebrity hayride. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you and mean. I'm, and I think I had, uh, I was A-list adjacent Mm-hmm. But I think to be A-list, you have to have a certain kind of um, coordination and discipline and patience. And you kind of have to be, you kind of have to have the rough edges sanded down so you can continue to entertain the world. And then I realized, well, that's never going to be me. And then I kind of embraced the fact that, you know, I, it's hard to explain. I like a little outcast in my life. I, I like being a little outlaw. I feel oh. like exactly what you described is the uh, the part the the your Vanity Fair Oscars party. Yeah, that's exactly it. I had to be really careful about that. I remember, so I thought it would be hilarious. Remember, mischief to build a full scale Vanity Fair red carpet in my house. We had to settle on just a small part of it. We almost got it to look identical. Except I think we hit the blue light a little too heavy through the slats. That was a you thing that no one else recognized. All right, great. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yes. but it was very important that I didn't. Okay, I went. The whole trick to this, uh, to this being pulled off the right way is the narrative. So again, I should say on the night of the Oscars, um, I built what looked almost exactly like the Vanity Fair Oscar party in my living room, so that people could take pictures and we could basically get people on the Vanity Fair red carpet without Vanity Fair's say, and they would all have social media bragging rights to being at the Vanity Fair party when they weren't invited. Right. Gee, which, I'm sorry, like, that's fucking genius. Thank you. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, it's hilarious. I mean, come but on. But it comes from this idea of, like, don't let other people tell you who, who, what, what the party what, is. Yeah. Invent your own. Parties run by conglomerates or outfits are, are like, the, like, party the ride. 
Yes. Right? right. It's about as much of a party as the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is a sailboat. Right. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's on a track. This is all institutionalized. And I've always thought of it like it's a strange thing to, for my brain. So I didn't look at it. It was very important that I didn't say uh, I wasn't invited. So instead, I'm going to throw them out. Because the fact is I probably could have gone. I yeah. just, maybe I wasn't. I don't know. No, you weren't. <laughs> and I, but I could have gone. Yeah. I could have just had someone make one phone call and would have said, said fine. Yeah. So the, re- the reason I did it was not to be like, well, you didn't. It wasn't out of spite. I just think in this day and age where the bragging right is a photograph and it's just a photograph of you on the red carpet, why can't you just remake the photograph and look like you were there and get all the same credit? Yeah. It's like when you buy the concert shirt outside. Yeah. So, and it also had a little bit of pirate radio to it. It had a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit of a fuck you, but it's not really. No, in like the most. It's a middle finger in the air. It's not at somebody's head. Yes. It's, it's a, the the arc of the middle finger goes over everybody's head. It's just sort of like, let's be punk ass. Yeah. You know, and, and then I was sponsored by uh, Vanity Fair, the napkin people. Oh, no, yes. that was my favorite. That was my favorite thing you've ever done on social media ever. And the fact that they made they that made ad. A commercial. Tell yeah. me that's not the best marketing you've ever seen for them. I mean, yeah, whoever's great. running that, that's like they're on our wavelength. It's great. I feel. Let me just explain. The, another thing that makes me laugh is the amount of money that I'm missing out on. I, I always laugh when I lose money. In terms of what I could have done on social media. Yeah. So, like, there's no money involved in the Vanity Fair thing. Like, Vanity Fair got tons of, you know, we're talking about the paper people. They got tons of impressions. Maybe it was worth 50 grand to them. I yeah. don't care. Like, when Andy Cohen posts something that's sponsored, nothing makes me laugh more than posting underneath his sponsored post and wasting my value. <laughs> yeah. So, Lipton T hires Andy Cohen to do a post, and I go... Now they're going to get me underneath it, and I'm going to write about it. And I don't need I, It's not a matter of not needing the money. It's like, I just think it's funny to, to like, blow money. Yeah, and then we're going to post it, and it's like, Lipton should be, that's, oh. All I, of us are losing money. Yeah. Every time you comment. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And no. I'm not, that's, that's not a commentary on anyone who wants to do sponsored no, stuff. Because God knows, uh, I'll start looking for ways to make money and not have to fly every day, you know. But yeah. when I go, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what that could have been, but I think groceries are funny. That's why Current Mood always has references to, like, food and groceries and cereal. I just think it's funny. There's always something funny about groceries to me. And you don't see me, like, trying to get free stuff off of people, but, like, free cereal makes me laugh. Free Perrier makes me laugh. Free candles, diptyque. Yeah, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. I don't know what... And then they always go, like, you want to do a thing? And I go, no, I don't want to do a thing. This was perfect. This is perfect. That's all. Which means that every time I post something, I think what I'm really proud of is that if I ever post something on Instagram... The first thought is, "Ooh, what's this?" Yeah. Not you don't put your guard up. Like, what is? What am I gonna get? Right. What am I gonna get? So, team Kleenex. What? Am, what's he gonna be on? Yes. So you know that whatever is posted was strong enough to pass my filters and put up on Instagram. Yeah. So I feel like I have a good line of credit. Yes, yeah. yes. definitely. No, your ethos. Yes, yeah. I I agree with that. Statement. And then I love it when the Lipton people are sitting there going, "Oh God, Mayor commented, how do we make the most of it?" But it has to run through their corporate bureaucracy and they come two days later with the comment that no one's looking at anymore and it's yeah. like oh your body is a wonderland yeah. <laughs> and nobody's there to look at it anymore how much do we talk about that exact thing no, always 
the thought process in brands when they have to respond to a celebrity and the amount of anxiety and sweat that's probably going through it's those people. It's got to go through 12 people. And it's like an 18-year-old intern that's running the thing. I know. And he's like, holy shit, this is my moment. And then, he I, can't even, and then yeah. he misses it. And then he misses, and then misses it. it. I love it when a building texts you, hey, it's Gillette Stadium. Just wanted to let you know if you need anything. <laughs> You go, it's not Gillette Stadium, it's Lindsay. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. So if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I am such an advocate for therapy and really just taking care of your mental health. It is equally as, if not more important than your physical health. And scheduling in-person therapy, I think, can be inconvenient and sometimes seem a little burdensome to some people, which is why Talkspace can be so amazing. Basically, they know that therapy isn't one size fits all. So the way that it works is they match you with one of their over 5,000 licensed therapists based on your preferences. So whether it's anxiety, depression, you know, anything that's kind of weighing you down, Talkspace can help and they have someone that you can speak to. So they have therapists that are trained for every need, all different types of things that you may be going through. And the other thing is that unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace is entirely online. So it's on a phone or a computer. And basically you go in, you create an account, and you talk to a matching agent. So basically that matching agent helps kind of identify your needs and match you with a therapist that they think would be good for you. You then go on, you choose a plan that suits you. So, you know, there's video-based plans, there's a million different types of stuff that you may need. And then lastly, they pair you with the best suited therapist based on your needs. So you can start right away, you can message them at any time, and it's really convenient and I think kind of a very feasible solution for our modern world. So join over 1 million people who already feel happier at Talkspace.com. You'll get 24-7 access from your phone or computer to a licensed therapist that fits your needs, and you'll only pay a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Don't forget to use promo code CELEBS for $100 off your first month. Download the app or go to Talkspace.com promo code CELEBS. Something that I really wanted to do with you is kind of go behind some of your most iconic comments, if you will, and just Oh, hear. you mean the comments that shape the world? Yes, yes. Exactly. exactly. Of course. And just get kind of like your commentary, I guess, the director's commentary on them. We Is did that, print some out. We, okay, yeah. cool. We have them on 8x8 glossy paper for those. Oh, that. I know that one. That one made me laugh. I was in the car post-show on the way to the airport, laying in the back of an SUV, and I saw a picture of Haley Baldwin, now Haley Bieber, kissing Justin Bieber, now Justin Baldwin. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> And it's so here's what happens. I see them kissing in a hot tub. Obviously, it's not a selfie. Someone is someone is squatting either outside of the hot tub or they're sitting in the hot tub. And then it's funny when you picture being the person sitting in the hot tub taking a picture of two people kissing. What a cuck you are. Yeah. Interesting dynamic with the photographer in the hot tub. That's got to feel super third wheel. I see a lot of myself in this hot tub photographer. Imagine being in a hot tub on business. So let me Someone had to get in the hot tub to take this photo. And you know something? That is our second most liked post ever. <laughs> ever. And then they have to get asked to get out. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, okay, you're done now. Thank you. Get you. It? Did you get it? Perfect. Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Who can get into a hot tub for one minute? No. That, it was so good. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, yes, thank there's you. There's a lot to work with in that photo. Yes. Right? There's, if you have the right eye. There's a lot to work with. Ah, the Oprah one. Yeah. I remember the verbiage. I I have a thesaurus in my brain. I don't like using the same word twice. I think I I think I (laughs) I think I missed one line in here. I wish I did better. So, and I remember where I was. I was in um, Jakarta. Oh. And I was in a hotel room. Uh, I had to stay in my room for a couple days because there was some unrest. 
And uh, I saw this post, and this is Oprah uh, writing, Maya would have been 91 today. This is a favorite picture of us. And then polo.daily. Anything daily in your, if you're doing anything daily, you know. Mrs. Angela, this is, by the way, maybe the most aggravating chest slap of a comment that anybody could read. Yes. Miss Angelou, to you, Oprah, you have no license to call her Maya. She will always be Miss Angelou. Now, if this is a troll, it's the world's most acidic, acerbic trolling I've ever seen. Yes. Because it's just an open-handed, wet slap. Yeah. Oprah writes at Polo Daily, she actually gave me permission after the second or third visit to her home to call her Maya. Believe me, I've witnessed when other folk did not have that permission. So she demurs. She doesn't take them on. Right. Not at all. She actually, she's like Brick Tamblin in Anchorman showing up on the other side of the fight in the alleyway. (laughs) All of a sudden, Oprah's in the foxhole next to Polo.Daily, which was one of the most incredible defense moves I've ever seen in my life. And I wrote, when Oprah claps back, look down. One of her hands is your face. Now look in the mirror. That's right. You have seven Oprah hands for a face. That was the part. I didn't like that part. You're tripping. This is due to the dusting of neurotoxins released from the clap. You will wake up at the job you had in high school, but at the age you are today. In your pocket, you will find a note that says, do better. Oh, come on. I can travel fairly fast metaphysically through time and space. So that's easy. But that's the kind of thing people write, are you high? Everyone thought that. No, I'm never high when you think I'm high. Yeah. In fact, (laughs) no one's ever been right. No one's ever been right. It's like no one ever really caught you jerking off. Right. Mm-hmm. Were you jerking off in there? No. But you get super upset. But the answer is like, not now. Right. Not this time. <laughs> not you missed me by literally six minutes. You missed yeah, me no. by six minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get just as mad as if you've never done it. Yeah. Like, How could you? Yeah. yeah. Jerking off me? <laughs> me? Never. Yeah. What do I look like to you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sean Mendez in what is obviously a manipulative photo. Incredibly. This is meant, let's just say this is meant to have universal appeal. Yes. yes. Can we say that? Yes. Great way to say it. Uh, thank you at Calvin Klein, which is great. Thank. I love when people write thank you. Right. Thank you, Calvin Klein. Wait a minute. You guys traded uh, favor and money. Yeah. Thank you at Calvin Klein. Like, thank you, Denver. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Calvin Klein. Hashtag my truth. Hashtag my Calvin's ex. That's a that's good. Blown a little mm-hmm, kiss to Calvin. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I would have loved to comment on this, but my Fruit of the Loom contract prevents me from doing so. Hashtag FOTL partner. Yeah. Now, I, I have, wait, hold on. I have to just say, uh, I'm having an out-of-body experience having him read them in real life. We have yeah. looked, you don't understand. We've, we have looked at these like at length. It is very crazy to hear you actually Thank read them. You. Well, I don't know. This is a little bit like the audiobook. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm narrating the audio. I love it. Um, so obviously it's my friend, Sean. He's uh, naked, mostly. <laughs> and uh, what can I write that is not looked at as lecherous or dirty old man? I have to factor my age into right. this, right? So obviously the joke is that I am commenting on it. That's joke number one to me. <laughs> and number two, and with no disrespect to Fruit of the Loom, that I would have had a Fruit of the Loom, Loom deal. Joke. And ultimately Fruit of the Loom sent me a Big box of underwear. Yeah, so who's winning here? A big box of underwear. <laughs> um, oh, this is true. Yes. This is a this is we a, love this one. Trash can Paul. How picky are you? Me, colon, and then a photo of Pornhub page 56. And I wrote after page four, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. Which is something I learned uh, frighteningly recently that 
the porn isn't getting worse as you go, you're getting desensitized as you go. Yeah. If you can't get it done in the first five pages, you are just a picky Ricky. Yeah. I, I mean, made that up right now. Yeah. No, um, you're on page and 12. Like, that's actually the part that makes your sex life difficult, not porn. Porn itself is fine. It's the constant renegotiation of what will be the fodder that is bad for you. But if you watch porn every day and you know how to focus in on one video, that's good for you. Get into page 56, what's going to happen when someone else is in front of you? Right. You'll be a terror. You'll just right. be a terror. Mm -hmm. And the worst men get is when they renegotiate. Even if they successfully renegotiate. I'm not saying in a way that's, um, you know, that, that puts anyone uh, out. But renegotiating, men who renegotiate are just, it's, it's they're kind of pussies to me. I saw, I, I don't know, was it on Current Mood? Maybe you were talking about, like, when a girl sends you a nude, you just say thank you. You're supposed to say thank you. And men love to, again, renegotiate. They go, send me a nude. And they get one. They go, send me the one without a top. Now send me the, and it's like, no. Even if you got something that wasn't exactly what you had in mind, praise them. Yeah. Because it's not, stop being a director. Stop having your little, you know. Your little uh, lens on you going like, I was thinking more of a 35 millimeter wide shot where you arched the back right, right, and right. I got a little, no. It's the, it literally is the thought that counts. There are so many times I wish I could just play that recording in a situation and be like, this is this is the correcta. And this is why you end up on page 56. 56 yeah. I also love when people rate a porn and it's like 73%. How does all porn have 73%? It's so well, true. These people are having sex <laughs> for you. Yeah. They're doing this for you to enjoy at home. They're naked and it's free. It's costing you nothing. Yeah. And you and and 25% of the people went, nah. Yeah. Yeah, like who the fuck are you? Who are you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I've seen hotter. Right. This is part of the pervasive attitude of people who end up on page 56. Or they're Lamar Odom and they simply ran out of every other type of yeah, porn. Did yeah. you see that? Did he run out of porn? He yeah. said, he said, I've watched, I mean, there's just physically no way. But when he was doing it, he's like, I ran out of porn. I watched everything. I go, you watched everything? Man's got no favorites. <laughs> <laughs> you don't You don't have any reruns? That's crazy. Put on an episode and watch it. Fall asleep yeah. to it. Like, you got to watch everything? Yeah. Porn is kindling. It is not the fire. Can we agree? I, we can totally the agree. The porn itself is not the fire. Yes. It is the kindling. For sure. Um, oh, this, I think about this all the time. Okay, well, no, no, tell me. Tell no, me. no, no, no. I, I think this was my probably my favorite. Yeah. Okay. And this is kind of based in reality. Andy Cohen posts a, as he does, he posts some uh, Bravo housewife material. And there's some people and they're going back and forth. There's some finger pointing. And I wrote, you never introduced me to your work friends. Because <laughs> he, he does. I mean, I see people come up to him all the time. Oh, my God, I love Housewives. I happen not to watch it. So it's like I don't know the people that, I mean, right. I know some of the people. Yeah. And so, and he wrote, you never ask, which is perfect. It's a perfect play perfect to Perfect back and forth. And you didn't respond. Yeah, Which it's was done. so much. Exactly. It's done. It's, it's done. like, you know. I think sometimes to... people don't know when, when it's done. Oh, yeah. You yes. Uh, we also... I just, it's just, I think this is Ugh. more for us to go through these, yeah. This one you were talking this about, right? This is exactly the one. I wrote it in the summertime, and it's Halsey uh, with her guitar in her lap, and she says, this is your brain on writer's block. Everything I write today sounds like my my MySpace song in 2008 or a poor, poorly disguised Beatles ripoff, someone sent help. And I wrote, I can be over to break your heart in 20. Which is really about giving you music. Of course. Right. And people, don't you dare. And I went, oh, no. That's, you know, this is really, 
and you can only like defend it with a <laughs> maybe three, four times before you're like, uh oh, okay, fine. Yeah. And then that was when I was like, are you okay? She was like, no, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It was the so idea of someone idea. breaking your heart as a favor to you so you can get more music. That's funny. It's very. We knew that was going to be headline everywhere, but we didn't. We posted it because we felt like she it, it could be handled. Remember? Yeah, I remember she, the thought I mean, process. Yeah. We felt like also, she was there cool. Was, there was so much going on at the time that it was so funny to me that with all of these like internet, because you know when somebody comments and all of a sudden it's like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. The fact that you then ignored every single person then offered to break her heart was by far the funniest thing yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, it's like. It was, it was the, that was the, to me, that was the ultimate fuck you. Yeah, it's also understanding writer's block. Yeah. yeah. It's understanding that you don't have a, at that moment, you don't have an experience to pull you into the abyss. And I went, I can be over to do something. I don't know. You want me to, I'll come over and help you out anyway yeah. I can. Yeah. You come, as if breaking your heart is a pizza. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Here's a Pornhub. Now, you have to give all praise to Pornhub for figuring out how to homogenize porn. She does an unbelievable job. Aria. Unbelievable. Yeah. Aria. She's, oh my God, she really girl. does a good job. Unbelievable. Did, yeah. she, did she hook you up? Yeah. With Are you all hooked up? <laughs> yeah. You got the premium? I maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got that premium. And then you try to send it to other people and they go, I can't look at it. It's like, well, sucks. Get yourself the premium. <laughs> Introduce yourself to Aria. <laughs> My friend Jordan Rubin loves the comments section of porn videos. He loves. Did I- so do you, yeah. He loves men who write these incredibly, like, like you said, forensic, heartfelt declarations about the porn they saw. Did I never tell you? Did you, Wait, I never told you this. I fully made another account that I haven't actually started that is literally just the best comment. It is so they, funny. I'll send you something. It's purely is, funny. When people talk about it as if it's reviewing a camera. Yeah. But they're like, another great load from so-and-so. Yes. And you're just like, this is the funniest stuff in the world. In the world. It's, yeah. It's, well, Jordan, I so agree. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, Dead and Company post, Pornhub writes, bring back solo tours, as she yells from the back of the crowd. Shaba Franks, which is a funny name, yes, writes, at Pornhub, fuck off, Pornhub. <laughs> and I haven't even read this through yet. I write, uh, Shaba Franks, hey, hey, and then stage direction, places hand on your shoulder, stares into the searing sunlight, an eagle caws in the hazy sky above. <laughs> Pornhub is a friend to all. Oh. <laughs> it's a oh. scene from a movie. Y- you know? Yes, it is. Um, Bravo Andy is in what appears to be Greece or Italy. I'm too buzzed from the rosé to think of a clever caption, but suffice to say, it's great here. I wrote, check your DMs, sent you a few options. Number one, numbers one and three are my favorite. Number eight is dicey given the current economic climate, but I left it in there because I think it's funny. You don't have to use any of them, of course. That, of course, is just chatty nonsense. But but great. And of course, there was no DM list. Yes, of course. You know that. that. I really loved that. That, That's that really, whole behind the... That was a very it was like yeah it was it was that was a very really cool to hear meta to, as that, the kids say as the kids yeah, say yeah that's right meta is the new surreal yes yeah. yes whenever yes. something calls for a, a language that's a little more nuanced you just skip it and just say it's surreal yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's we, we always say yeah. that um, is there anything else that you feel like you want to get across oh I've, every time I've ever tried to do that it's been a mistake I'm I'm pretty organic now because yeah you know, I just think. You guys have allowed people who kind of sit in the back of class and draw on their binders to have a voice in in being just a little weird. Because look, I mean, the internet flattens out real fast. It creates a status quo real quick. Yeah. And I've always looked at the world as just creating the backdrop of status quo and then how do I drop into it 
Yeah. And, and I do it with music. How can I both play off of what's known and then do things that are unknown? Yeah. I try to do it musically. Like, you don't quite know this chord's coming, you know? And for me, there aren't really any places anymore outside of putting a record out or going on tour or like a two-sentence caption to where I can give an impression of myself. And so you guys have really, I mean, I've seen in a couple places, more than a couple places, people going like, I had no idea that I could like this guy. And again, I go, well, that's my fault too. You know, I didn't make it easy growing up, but it's just a great, you, you are homeroom for the University of Instagram. You're like homeroom. And it's like every morning or every night you just assemble and there's the hot kids in class, you know, and then I'm sort of like, maybe, I don't know, I wouldn't flatter myself by telling you which breakfast club person I was, <laughs> okay. but I'm, maybe I'm the, the, the weird goofball rocker in the back corner who hasn't done a homework assignment in months, but just makes everyone laugh from time to time. Yeah. And there's the cheerleader and there's the hot popular girls and that has to happen and that's great, but I'm in the back writing lyrics and occasionally throwing a paper airplane that someone opens up and reads and passes it around and laughs. And I like that role now. I think in my life I've figured out who I want to be and also who I should be. Like I don't I don't ask for more than I think I deserve or can handle. Hmm. I kind of keep to myself otherwise. So occasionally I'll put a post underneath someone's a uh, comment underneath someone's post that I think will make them laugh, will make other people laugh and breaks up the monotony of you know what what is known now is sort of this well-known nomenclature of Instagram posting. Yeah. You know? And then there's different kinds of celebrity posts. Like you guys post a lot of things that aren't meant to be um, mm, subversive. Yeah. You know? Right. I think that's fair to say. There's yeah. a lot of them that aren't sub subversive, you know? No. There's more like, why wasn't I invited? And yeah. that's sometimes more the celebrity than the comment part. Right. Well, right. We, we weigh that. And I think I'm more the comment that's, than the celebrity. You are. Part. Oh, definitely. Oh, you are. That makes me happy because, again, I'm a horrible celebrity and I've done done other celebrities just horrible, horrible damage by proximity to me. So <laughs> I now uh, keep to myself <laughs> and I mm -hmm. go play music and I don't bother anybody except when I have something funny to bother someone with on Instagram. Well, you know? we are incredibly appreciative of that. And when we found out you were coming on, obviously we wanted to get you something. And I was thinking like, what do we get this guy? Not another dipped tea candle, even though I thought about it for a second. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. not another watch. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was looking for photography for my apartment from Gray Malin. I don't know if you know who he is. He does these like travel photographs. For who? Gray Malin. Mm. And I saw this. I want you to open it. We'll ship it to you, obviously. Don't worry. But... I just was like, this is it. it. It's Obviously, almost it's almost too perfect. It was too perfect. Okay, now this is great radio. Opening a package. We asked that. We, we, yeah, we, we weighed the pros and cons. He here. said that it actually contributes to the authenticity and makes people feel like well, they're here. Well, listen to that. A little ASMR. Oh wow! So, it yeah. says current mood. Yeah, it That's was just beautiful. there, right in front of my face, and I just I don't Thank know. Thank you. These are these are the party letters. Yes. The metallic helium party letters. Yeah. And by the way. You got to get them all to face forward. I know. How yeah. hard is that? It's not to so take? easy. I know. Every letter has to face forward. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're very sweet to have me come on and give it and give a gift. You've given me the gift already of Are you kidding? Uh, allowing me to throw my paper airplanes in the back <laughs> of people's heads. No, we yeah. are incredibly grateful. And I want you to know. Underneath it, I'm going to oh. write underneath it. So good. Just to make it right. Perfect. So thank you. We really appreciate you being here. Thank this you. Is so thank great. you, John Mayer, ladies and gentlemen.